Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren, and today I have a special guest with me here. Uh, say hey, this is Brandon from 1990 Archives, the Instagram I know you know. And if you don't know, you should know it. <laughs> hey guys, um, I'm Brandon, and I run 1990 Archives. <laughs> awesome. I'm so stoked to talk to you. This is like my first foray into interviewing people about the same subjects I like. I mean, we do movies, but obviously we care about 90s music. So like, yeah, what is the start of this Instagram? It's so fucking cool. Everybody go to it right now so you can kind of listen and then watch <laughs> so you can see what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, how'd you start this? I think I just ended up starting it because I didn't see anything like it. Like, cause I know like when I used to look at like nineties accounts, I would see like nineties accounts that weren't like really geared toward like the whole grunge movement. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, I was like, dang, like why doesn't somebody cover this stuff? Like why doesn't somebody cover Nirvana? Like all the old MTV clips, like mm-hmm. I think just more so because it was like a lack thereof. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, let me just start putting together things that I think are cool or I think people would, would like enjoy. And then it started to kind of take form that way. Yeah. I mean, it's so rad too. Cause I was going to say, this is kind of what lives in my head. If I had like the beginning of fashion grunge, when I started the, the, it was a blog really, it was like started like this, but it was more fashion focused. And I was like, well, I could do music, but that's like, it's so much, you know, that I was like, man, I want to just focus on music. I want to do all these different things, but this is like, you've kind of, it makes me feel like I'm flipping through a spin magazine. Oh, wow, thank, for, thank from like 97. Like it really is so, yeah, just I guess the aesthetics that you pull are very much like they're really I don't know how to describe it. It's very much like that post grunge era, but then that new grunge era, like yeah, the yeah, actual like grunge era, too. Yes. Yeah, so, which I think is cool. And I like that the kind of repetition that you can kind of tell who your favorites are. Right. Like I and like I that you like, like Kurt Cobain. Right. <laughs> and I also feel like that's like a, a misconception about my account because people are like, oh, like 90s, you should be posting everything. And I feel like more so my account is like me kind of cosplaying like a photographer. Yeah, oh, that's rad. When you go to a photographer Instagram, they have like a certain group of celebrities that they constantly shoot, you know, at different times, Mm -hmm. different places. So I thought of it more that way and just like who would my clientele be if I was a photographer? So I Amazing. think that's like a big misconception of people being like, why, you know, why do you post only this group of people? Why don't you post them? Why don't you post more of them? You know, I get it too. I, I'm also a massive Nirvana fan. Um, and I also get like on the Facebook page specifically, I get like, how come you never post Lane Staley? How come you never post Chris Cornell? I'm like, okay. I mean, I love those guys. Like there's, right. I, I just connect to Kurt Cobain more. It's just, it just happened. It's just literally it's part of, yeah, how I grew up. I mean, I don't know. There's no real reason for it. That's just how it is. So, yeah, I, I totally get you have your favorites. Everybody yeah. has their favorites, you know? You and like Tom York. People, I feel like a lot of these people didn't really have, like, personal photographers around. No. So, like, some of these people, like, you can only find, like, magazine shoots or just different things like that. And I try to find, like, more, like, point and shoot, something that kind of seems like it's kind of off the fly. Mm-hmm. The obscure. Have you seen like the awesome Kurt like fan photos? 
Yeah. They're so good. The one of him in Brazil where he's wearing that like green. It looks like it looks like pajamas. And he's like standing outside the hotel. Yeah, I think they're I like, posted that one actually. Yeah, like they're they're some of my favorites because he just I love his photos, like his fan photos. Like some of them are really awkward. If anyone wants to see a lot of really like cool, weird photos of Kurt that you may not not seen, check out his fan photos because they're really <laughs> interesting. Yeah. They're really cool. But yeah, that's rad. So why alternative and alternative fashion? Like, is it a music genre that you grew up listening to? Um, Yeah, I think for the most part, it's just like a big product of my environment. Oh, cool. And I think because I had two older cousins and they both went to like art school and they were like heavily in the arts, like they're the ones who like really influenced me to get into that kind of stuff and like oh, no. open my eyes to like a lot of different things. And I really like accredit them for like my my taste in music and like my taste in film and like everything like surrounded like in that field. Nice. What's the first album that you kind of remember saying, oh, I like this kind of music? I think it was I think it was Nirvana actually. Was it? Oh nice. Say, but yeah, it was it ended up being Nirvana. Because I would watch a lot of like 90s teen movies and like find out who were like on the soundtracks and like find songs that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's another lost art was the nineties movie soundtrack. I mean Oh my goodness, yes. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so many great songs came from movie soundtracks and like so many. I don't even think I realized it until like after the fact. And I'm like, dang, that was a part of a soundtrack. I thought it was just like by the artist, but like the Batman and Robin soundtrack is amazing. The movie is eh, you know, it's not the best Batman, but yeah. that soundtrack, that smashing pumpkin song. Like, it's just, there's songs that, yeah, you think that's an album. I right. think that's, like, some collaborative album that everybody did. Like, Goo Goo Dolls has a pretty cool one on there, too. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, it's so weird, too, that I don't know what happened with the soundtrack. I mean, now it's just, the way we consume music is different, I guess. Right. You know? I think they used to use the soundtracks as more of, like, a promo tool to, like, mm-hmm. get it out on the radio, get people listening, wondering. But, like, now it's so many different ways that they kind of let it fall to the wayside. I know. We used to have the music videos with the like clips of the movie in it. Right. Which was cool. And they'd have a little side story. And then you'd see like clips of whatever. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, I remember, do you know the movie Disturbing Behavior? No, I don't. Oh my gosh. Okay, good. Um, That is readily available to rent. It's really cool. It's like uh, 98, James Marsden, Katie Holmes, uh, and Nick Stahl. They're like the three main ones. And it's like a... it's like a thriller, like teen, kind of like a Stepford Wife thing. Okay. Like, you know, Stepford Wives, like they kind of like yeah. mind control. It's almost a little Stranger Thingsy too. Okay. Like kind of like mind control and weird. But they have a song by The Flies on their soundtrack. And like Katie Holmes is in the video. And the video is kind of like the storyline of the movie. And I remember that video and being like, oh, that's so cool. Like they're doing it for the movie. So like stuff like that. that you see. Yeah, because I feel like some of the music videos also used to be like a B storyline that was like not in the film, but it also went with the film. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like it was just really cool. I don't know. I guess everything's different now. I guess. Yeah, we have like streaming. So it's a whole new world. I've been going to the movies a lot lately. Like, I mean, obviously I love the 90s, but I watch current things too. But I guess probably being under lockdown for so long, I was like, I just want to go to the movies again. Um, But yeah, do you like current? Are you into like current films too, just as much? Are you kind of like really deep into that 90s world right now? Um, I'm like slightly deep into the 90s world. I still like uh, 
enjoy current things. I'm still like very into current things. I feel like it's just kind of like another aspect of me. Cool. Okay, well, let's talk about your favorite like 90s movies and TV shows because you mentioned that you had cousins that like kind of turned you on to these other films. So what are the teen, these are just, like my favorite genre is like 90s teen movies. So what are some of your faves? Can't Hardly Wait is like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good, yeah. Uh, Empire Records, The Craft. Uh, you know, Feruza Balk and Rachel True are starting a podcast. No way. Yeah, I literally just read about this, like, I guess a week ago. Yeah, they're really good friends. They've been friends since that film, and they're doing a podcast, so I can't wait for that, <laughs> whatever that comes I have an episode just to speak on the craft, because I want to listen to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have to. I mean, they have to do, like, behind the scenes. Right. And everything, too, I'm sure. Yeah, like, what it was like. Oh, I'm sure they will. That has to be their first one. And then also, like, Faculty, Suburbia... Oh yeah, Suburbia is a good one. Still have to do that one. That one's still on the list. I think I, I think I've done those, the ones you've mentioned so far. And SLC Punk. Yeah. Great soundtrack. That actually got me into more of that type of punk music. Like this is the thing. Movies and soundtracks kind of lead you in that way too. Right. That that film also did that. I was like listening to the Exploited and Fear and just a lot of the bands that are in that Suicide Machines, a lot of the bands that are in that movie. I love that movie too. Great movie. Second and, one, not so much. And uh, Urban Legend. Yeah. The movie that Jared Leto like kind of acts like he didn't want to be in. <laughs> yes, that movie is like gold to me. <laughs> it is really good. I love that there's uh, like a, well, I mean, I'm not like spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I guess skip 10 seconds. But I love that the killer is like a female in that. Right. It's, it's really cool. Like I like how they did. That was a different spin. Right, it really was. I feel like it was mm-hmm. a completely kind of like fresh take on like the slasher films of like. Mm-hmm. The, okay, what do you think about the new screams? Like, do you like the old screams, like the original ones? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm not like a diehard fan. I'll watch it. I haven't seen any of the new screams, but I just okay. like in the whole like slasher world. Like, I feel like it's not much. Like, it's not that many more places you can take it. It's very well now. It's just it, I feel like now it's going super meta. Yeah. So now it's almost just completely calling back to the original one, which is cool. But I feel like they did that in the original one. Like they did that in the second movie to the first one. So I don't know how if that's going to be the same. They're going to keep doing them. I mean, it's gonna, this is going to be like oh, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Like oh, they're going to be like ten. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know what if they're going to keep just cycling through, like calling back the originals and then calling back the other ones. Like, I wonder if they will just completely flip it. Uh, I kind of hope so, because it's going to be really, you know, redundant if they just keep calling back to the one before. But I think maybe that's what the like the like the diehard crowd loves about it. Maybe. Actually, you might be right. Because, yeah, maybe I'm just like, am I old? Have I aged out? (laughs) Maybe I've aged out of Scream. (laughs) I think so. Like, that kind of seems like it. Yeah. Oh, man. Empire Records. Another one. Another one. All of these kind of focus on music, too. Right. Like, did you ever want to work in like a Tower Records? I did. I had a friend who worked in one, but I always wanted to work in a record store. Yes, a record store or anything, really like anything in the music industry for a while. I was thinking that I like really wanted to like get into. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen like old real world? Yes. Okay. What are your favorite 
what's your favorite like old real world seasons? Like what would, what would be your top two? Mm, I don't know if it's like considered to be old because it's like from the early 2000s. Okay. That's like, like, pretty old. That's when I like, I was like genuinely like watching it on TV. Okay. I would say, I don't know what season it is, but it's from the early like 2010s and it's uh, Las Vegas. Oh, the second Vegas. Yes. Yes. That, that, that actually was a very good, like later season. Yeah. It was super good. Yeah. That was good. The guy got kicked out. Didn't there, wasn't there a cast member who got kicked out in like a week because he was like trashing the hotel room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the hotel was like, uh, we can't like assure your safety. You need to leave. <laughs> like, you can't stay here anymore. And then and yeah. I just recently got back into like road rules. Yes, like the actual road rules, like yes. the old one. Yeah, like yeah. the one that you on MTV. Mm hmm. That one's pretty cool. The Islands one, I, rem- I remember watching that one. I think I'm going to cover that eventually, but um, I think someone's uploaded them on YouTube. Uh, They've been uploading random seasons. I was going to say, if you like old real world, like if you want to watch old, old real world, the Seattle one Mm -hmm. is, I think it took place in 98. It was like after the grunge thing, but they worked at a radio station. Oh, wow. And yeah, just to even watch it for that, to see what they get to do in like the Seattle scene in that time like the you know mid to late 90s it's really cool and yeah that's cool and the miami one is also really cool that was like 96 i think they've uploaded them on youtube someone has so check those out and hawaii those are like probably my three like very 90s uh great music like super cool cast um they also have really cool fashion too like just what the actual cast members wear right which is really interesting yeah it's really cool Oh man! Well, what about '90s TV shows? Do you watch any '90s TV shows? Uh, Daria. Daria is like. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Daria. I attribute like a lot of like my personality to that because like just like it being so influential. So good! I love Daria. Like this is what MTV. I literally just probably said this on another episode, but MTV. I don't understand who's over there right now. I don't know if they're. If you're listening, anyone who works Listen, at MTV, what is going on over there? Hire like, me because I have like a lot of ideas. Same. That I'm just dropping the ball on right now, and I'm like, a lot of these things can like have a massive resurgence. Huge. And it's not that hard. It's already property you own. Right. And that's I don't understand. <laughs> like, you're not, we're not asking you. The thing is, I'm, I'm hearing that music rights is a big one because do you, did you watch the old Darius where they had like the music of the time was spliced in the episodes? Right. I'm thinking that might be an issue with them broadcasting it, possibly that maybe they can't get the rights of all that music. And for like a rebroadcasting, I don't know if that's the case. Then like, just tell us because I feel like now it just yeah. seems like they're lazy. <laughs> they don't I feel like MTV definitely has the budget. Like, of course they do. Yeah. Um, what's the issue here? Because even no. like all of like the old like countdown shows, which I watch on YouTube, like mm-hmm. you know, like Grunge Countdown. So VMAs, good. right? Like, play some old VMAs on like a Saturday. Like just play the 1991 VMAs. Like, or even like the bumpers, like the different bumpers. Yeah. Like you could like, you know, add that in during a commercial before a commercial, like make people interested again. Yeah. This is, I mean, come on MTV. What? It's really not that hard. I don't understand like why they can't go back to their roots because I feel like, are you a part of Gen Z? No, I wait. I think I'm a millennial. Are you? Okay. How old are you? I'm 39. I'm um, 27. 
Okay. So yeah, you are. I'm in the top part of of the generation. So yeah, I think you are a millennial. But still, you're like a like a baby millennial, really, because you're like almost Gen Z. But like, if your generation, if a lot younger than me is asking for it, it's right. not like it's just my age group asking to go back to the 90s. There are other people that enjoy their programming too. Yeah, literally, I seen a kid the other day. I want to say he was probably about like 14, 15. He had on like a Deftone, a Deftone shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey. They're coming back. Yeah, I was like, cool shirt. And he was like, yeah, I love it. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Grunge podcast. To hear the rest of this episode, go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fashion grunge. And we have 90 episodes up there, including complete series recaps of Freaks and Geeks, My So-Called Life, tons of movies, and just a ton more content. So go check it out. As always, rate, like, subscribe. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And thanks. Bye. Bye.